0: Welcome to Moz Garage. I'm Kev. I'm Crick. And I'm Smokey. Today's topic,
1: our need to define. So grab a log and
2: join us by the fire.
0: Got a
1: question. Chest pop, damn you. You gonna pop on your chest? What, Try fight.
2: He's got, to fight? got to uncrunch he's got a,
0: it. He's got, a, <laughs> he's got a raging question.
1: raging raging cajun all right cool what is an experience or emotion that you guys have a hard time putting into words
2: i don't know i don't have the words for it
1: what is the events that led up to that maybe or that like you had a hard time finding someone asked you about something you had a hard time expressing it
2: back to them can mine be more of an experience of I was having a really good conversation with someone and then somebody else just kind of butted in to throw their two cents into it and it had nothing to do with the topic and it totally derailed it.
0: That happens often.
2: Yeah. I have noticed that. Especially with, and I hate to pick them apart, but the older generation tries to throw their two cents in.
0: They, they just want to be involved they want to they that's their way of like joining the conversation is oh this is what you're talking about these are this is my two cents like no we're actually talking about something that i can understand where you're coming from but i feel bad for them at the same time i understand that they just want to join the conversation and it's kind of hard for in their older acumen for, to just rightfully join that conversation but the more that you know people and you know how to talk to people is how you are able to organically join that conversation.
1: It, you can be part of a conversation too, by being silent, like not speaking is contributing to just listening and then inputting when you need to, you don't
2: always need to be interjective to be a part of it. There is actually a stoic quote that you were born with two ears and one mouth so that you can listen more than you talk. I like that.
1: Yours made me, your uh, experience made me think of one for myself too that's hard to define is that connection that you can have with people where you can talk for hours and it seems like minutes where <laughs> you, you can just go yeah. on and on and on and you look down and it's been like, like I had that with my brother this, the other day where I was checking the time randomly just because I had to wake up early in the morning. But then I looked down at my watch and it said 10 o'clock. Felt like maybe 20 minutes later, it was two o'clock in the morning and did not don't Jeez. know where that time went. Yeah. Don't know what you know, at all. That's a long phone call. No, that was in person. actually, when I came back to town for a little bit. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I had it through phone calls too. Like back in the day when you used to like talk to talk to girls on the phone hiding the phone your right parents. they told you to get off and then you get oh, always yeah. call
0: them back and steal the phone your your parents would go to make a call that's when they would learned that you were on the other phone get off right. the phone i need to use it for five minutes
2: kids will never understand that pain today no because <laughs> they all have their own cell phones how do you describe that feeling to somebody else just to kids <laughs> today to make them understand that hmm. don't give them a phone at the age of four Well, I mean, even then you don't have multiple phones on the same line, right? So never experience that. Yeah, true. I feel like
0: it'll always be moving towards having that family plan where the, and a lot of the parents have phones for the children for safety reasons. Yeah. My nieces both have phones. It's wild. I was 13, 14 years old when I got my first phone.
2: I was 16 because I got my license
0: actually yeah it might probably the higher side like probably 14 or 15 because it was relatively 16 you're right I had my license and I was working so I needed to have that just in case of an emergency
1: on the side of the road something's not right so do we need to because we can still experience that and we know what that emotion or experience feels like but the only way that we can communicate with each other is by finding a way to put it into words. And then the more faster or the more we try to shorten our conversations and shorten our dialogue, that's when you start turning full on like multiple sense explanations into single words.
2: To define that whole thing. So when it gets yeah. out of hand, when it becomes a problem, that's when we find a solution, right?
1: Yeah it's more prevalent yeah it's it's talked about quite often because different languages have different words for things that we don't and vice versa where they have an explanation like a single word for the smell in the air on a rainy day like i forgot what language but they have an actual word for just specifically that huh you know but we don't but we still experience that
2: we still know we say it smells like rain that's it right
1: it's 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 aromatic mist (laughs) but the thing is is you're not even that's break it apart but you're not even smelling the rain i guess the only reason that is is because you can smell the soil and the ground and everything better because of the moisture in the air it's more easy to get to your nose so you're just better smelling the ground (laughs)
0: but that's just less accepted in today's society. Is just getting a nice, good whiff of that fresh grass.
1: I love the smell of the ground.
2: Y'all right, sir? (laughs) (laughs) Just give me a minute. I need this. When you get your nose out the dirt. (laughs) You don't know what it's like at home, man.
0: I don't have this fresh Bermuda at my house. I got this Dumb old
1: dung grass. (laughs) Crab grass. (laughs) Just weeds everywhere. That's true. Yeah. Definitions definitely help us convey stuff with each other better. Like that's how we learn. That's how we can pass on knowledge down, which gives us like, that's what gives humanity some of its benefits that we can pass down that knowledge from generation to generation by putting it into a textbook and putting it into documentation of words But in my opinion, I think our need to define things and put them in such secure boxes is also what stifles us. Because if you don't understand how you feel, people sometimes force you to give it a definition even though
2: you fully don't understand it. Right. You're forcing a definition upon yourself. Then that becomes you almost sometimes. Or you become that. Right. To a degree, you stand your
1: ground on your position, per se. We think we have to define ourselves at some point, even though the fact that we're always changing and adapting and taking on new experiences that influence us, you can change the definition of what you are. Just like flour can be flour, but at some point it can be bread. It's not always have to be flour. You don't call it flour when it's in a baked loaf.
2: That's where they say if you call somebody a name enough times, they'll eventually be that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you call somebody stupid enough, eventually they're not going to think they have the ability to, to think and be smart.
0: Right. Especially if you're calling them that age at a... You're calling them that name at a young age.
2: Yeah.
1: And it grows. I think that goes into adulthood, though, too, because I've seen even like full-grown adults that just get belittled by that, like at different jobs and stuff that... You know it depends on your self-confidence, how sure of yourself, but people can get put down pretty easy if everybody's on board saying the same thing. And that's where I feel like you have to be careful with stereotypes too, because that can also go with the association to the the bigger picture that you are. So say it's like stereotypes about a race, stereotypes about like feminine and masculine and what all those hold tangibly, people feel like, well I can't do that because I'm a guy. That's not that's not acceptable for men to do that a woman shouldn't do that that starts at an early
2: age like with toys and stuff what people are allowed to play with
1: no playing with dolls well wonder why we we have so many like uh fathers that are at home if they're not allowed to you know play around the child even though you know parenting should be part of both growing up yeah
2: i didn't i've never thought of it that way (laughs) you weren't allowed to play with dolls tonight you don't want to raise your kids
1: (laughs) right that's for i was listening to comedian today i can't remember who it was but he said that about uh some girl at the ymca that was who would watch his son when he brought him in and he was like when she'd come in she'd be like that's my boyfriend my boyfriend gives me kisses and he goes now how messed up would that be on the other end if I'm over there with a couple of my boys and someone brings in a little girl and I'm like, that's my girlfriend. My girlfriend gives me kisses. Like, it's just not nowhere near as acceptable.
2: Right. You'd have the cops called on you probably.
1: Right. But just, I was thinking about that as he said that, like, it was funny, but it's also, there is, there's a lot more,
2: stigmas
1: stigmas yeah put on different genders for different things not saying there's more on men or women but there's in different areas
2: there's dumb things dumb things like colors right and maybe that comes from different languages because in spanish you've got masculine and feminine words right based off Mm -hmm. of which letters you put at the end of it and maybe i don't know we just took that too far
1: or is that that's where was that a cultural thing that they adopted when they started naming colors? Because colors didn't always have a name. True. You know I mean, like slowly more colors were added as we created do difference in colors.
0: <laughs> we don't truly know because we don't have a whole lot of evidence of colors in like the prehistoric times.
2: Right, they're just there. We just know the colors are. Trees had to have always been green. They had to. They, but how do you define they that? Had to. Be. How do you define that, right? How do you say what right. where did the word green come from? Trees used to actually be indigo purple way back
0: in the day. They used to be a shade of cerulean way well, back in the day.
1: There are trees that are you know, like maple trees. There's purple maple trees that have like the beautiful red and mm-hmm. leaves. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think about like watching anime
0: and how they how they have like trees of like all Cherry sorts of different colors. Stuff. Yeah. It would be really cool to see.
1: That's, I think we talked about this in another episode as well, that there's a culture who didn't have, I think they still don't have a term for orange. Like orange is just red. Any form of orange is just red. Because they've never found a need to define it as a separate color. Because Technically just brown,
0: isn't it? do remember you orange, talking about
1: Brown that. is orange, yeah. Like brown we, is orange. That, that's another good point. We gave a new definition and separated brown into its own category
2: but brown is just a shade of orange
1: it's a desaturated darkened orange that's what they don't have a brown either uh so they might but i'm saying in general like we at least myself until i learned this i always thought brown was its own like it was just a mixture of colors but it's not it's it's technically just orange it's just a devalued orange
0: well i suppose if you look at it in in on like the color wheel brown you do get by mixing a bunch of different colors
1: kind of like if you try to get you do get real... more gray though right like and that's it what is mostly gray from mixing paints and stuff like that a lot of those yeah. things that you thought work don't always work as well
2: so if you add a bunch of white to brown you'll get orange if you oh, mix it should, paints it
0: should it should be it should be more that's blue i would think you want you want you want more so of Probably a blue, red, which gives you purple, and then yellow, which you've already got through the blue, the yellow, so you have orange. Yeah, you you would probably want like a yellow added to a purple to make it a brown.
1: See, that's, I've learned too, is not even the best way to mix colors. You can't get, to my understanding, every color combination from red, blue, and yellow. That's why they've created the cyan, yellow, magenta, because you need those colors to make all the colors. So it's just a- right.
0: You, you do need more than just the three
1: primary. I think they, they, they do teach you like nine in art school, right?
2: Well,
1: no, for at least from what I was looking into, you can do all this, yeah, you can man. make all the colors with the cyan, yellow, magenta. There's one more. But with the four colors. C-Y-K. Yeah, C-Y-M-K.
2: C-Y-M-K. All the colors of my My K isn't actually like the color. It's kind of like potassium.
1: Right. I can't remember what the K is. But it's that. And you can make any color using those four colors. Pretty much any color. Hmm. But they don't make black. Like you can't mix all those colors and black come out. You know? Mm -hmm.
2: Is black technically a color or a I suppose
0: shade? it does become gray before it becomes black. And I, how do you how do you add how do you add darkness to gray without creating black first? Add a bunch of brown to gray to make black? It doesn't work that way.
1: Or darker colors. I mean you can use more blues, maybe more
0: blue, but then that's just gonna make it. You've also gonna you're also gonna get a little bit light from the blue. So it's it it's away. gonna print it. Like you said, you're, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stay gray a lot.
1: Well, and that's where we talked about this before. Like, I think it's black is the absorption of all colors. Mm-hmm. And white is the absence of all colors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: That's why if you wear a black shirt on a sunny day, it gets really hot because it's absorbing right. all of the, the radiation the from ball. the sun. All the colors of the spectrum of light. And then if you wear a rainbow shirt. <laughs> You're
1: reflecting all the colors. That's where I love the pictures where it's like somebody in a in one of those shirts that has like white patterns in it, and then they get like a sunburn and like every part that's not white, it's normal. <laughs> yeah, like this intricate design like throughout their whole body.
2: So would it be any part that's not white or any part that is white?
1: I think it was
2: because the I white's reflecting white. it, right?
1: I want to say it was white that let it through because the black absorbs it into the fabric. I uh, think lets it pass through? Because I swore, if I'm remembering right, it was the white designs that made the in, the things on their skin. But I could be wrong.
2: That so it's sunburned on purpose? We should make sure it's like that.
1: Right. Brand <laughs> <laughs> people just, with our logo. <laughs> I was just going to say,
0: could you imagine telling your friends, hey, man, like look at this design. I, <laughs> I gave it to myself like the, the, old, the old sunburn way.
2: Branding. You can oh, do it
1: no. on, the, on the back of a shirt where someone never really knows because they never see it. And they're like, "Why is it so hot back there?" <laughs> but when they go to the beach with their shirt off, people are like, "Oh, what's my Garage? Is that a new tattoo, <laughs> bro?" <laughs>
0: this person's just what continuously. This person's just continuously getting kicked. It, why people just continuously? Ki- Dude, your back says "kick me."
1: <laughs> what's mine say? <laughs> <laughs>
2: why to turn around real quick? <laughs> When the need to define goes too far. It doesn't really. It doesn't really. In that case, I mean, color separating color is pretty cool. That's very scientific.
1: But could we understand color more if we didn't try to put it in such parameters? Is there more rules to breaking the patterns in color than trying to understand? Because that's where I've learned with doing art is there's color theory and all these things that you're supposed to do to make colors mixed together and color patterns to make it look right. But also every video I learn about watch about learning color says learn it, but you don't always have to follow it because you can make great things by breaking the rules. Mm -hmm.
0: And it's interpretation how you
1: perceive it. Right. That's where there's rules, but rules are sometimes meant to be broken.
0: And especially in art where everything is so, your own opinion very yeah. very subjective i guess is what i'm looking
1: for it is that, that's where i feel like definitions are subjective like what one word may mean to you may mean something different to someone else like religion religion is a blanket statement that encapsulates all religions but inside of that they're very different yes in some ways similar you got
2: the sub definitions right yeah. subcategories of the definition
0: and then these days you have
2: the
1: social definition, right? Yeah. And then even the break off in that between religion and spirituality, you know, which is more just of leaving in some kind of thing beyond, but not an organized religion. Yeah. That's where I feel like some of that danger can come in where that definition can be dangerous is our need to define can separate us. Our need to define humans in general can put us in different categories and sometimes put us against each other
2: that or what you do in the name of that
1: definition sometimes yeah because at the worst of it you're forcing labels it's it's how far you want to go back you know what i mean like people in america can say so and so from that state talks funny and so and so from that state it's like this But then someone from another country, they're not paying attention to the individualized states. They're looking at us. Those are Americans. Those are people from America. And then, you know, someone from another one, different continent could see us all as a continent together. And then aliens Mm -hmm. see us all as just humans from a planet. Right. So it's what perspective you want to see it through.
0: They're just looking down on us. There's there's one of them that appears to stand higher and talk really loudly but i don't think he i don't think that person that person knows what they're talking about that's why they're standing so tall
1: (laughs) (laughs) speak louder if you don't know what you're saying (laughs) Yeah, that's i think about that a lot like if we just completely eliminated the aspects of borders and like there's benefits in culture i understand that there's benefits in culture between different races and different like um what would you call it origins like where you came from where your ancestry and stuff comes from ethnicities the, your ethnicities there's beauty in the different ethnicities and the cultures that they bring but what if we just completely say wipe the scale and everything was just we stopped forgetting about we are all a human culture right we're all a human culture which in theory is what america originally was supposed to be like the melting pot but it's like, oh, oh yeah, we're all just gonna mix this together. But else, in these little rules that we write right here and here and here.
0: Back back 400 some years ago, with that <clears throat> just getting away from England and getting away from the English rule and their tyranny. That's where we wanted to just have a safe haven for people to escape, and we can not be under control. And now 400 years later, I mean less than 400 years you have a government in place and you've got rules and regulations and you've got institutions that have to uphold those rules and you're kind of doing the same thing just with not taking away the full freedom
2: it's the way it was defined exactly the way that
0: we defined it yeah the way that we declared it
1: is that a human need then because they did that as soon as they got here all men are free and created equal unless you're not white you know what i mean that's they literally said that and still had slaves because thankfully them, after
0: some time they corrected that but but that, in that was sense though is they understood right, how different it time they, yeah
1: they understood what it was like for people to oppress them and not let them be free and fought so hard against it they would go across the ocean but then still could do that to other people.
2: And in their eyes, they weren't people though, right? And,
1: and in humanized them.
2: Yeah. In those groups, there's probably not a whole
0: lot of non-white people back at those times that as soon as they said that, they were like, hey, man, uh, that don't sound right. <laughs> right.
1: They, speaking of the dehumanization too, they do that in war. Whenever we go to war with a new opponent, we give them a nickname we give them a slur to dehumanize them
2: mm-hmm. to make it okay to justify it
1: right it makes them a little bit less human so it's easier for them to kill them or degrade them and that's we've done that with every war that we've been in
0: yeah every <laughs> a, every one of our opponents or enemies there's always been a name
2: associated with them yeah
0: mm-hmm because I suppose when you look at like war terminology, you have to have a nickname
2: for your allies so that when you're talking in war speak. But this is more for the general public so that the public backs you on your decision to go and attack yeah, the soldiers, somebody. They turn them into it. enemies.
1: Most soldiers, they, I forgot what the statistic is, but it's over like 60% of bullets fired in World War II were not aimed at enemies. Like most men did not want to shoot other men. So they would just point their rifle in random directions and shoot, knowing that they weren't going to hit anybody because they didn't want to kill people. So like a big thing in military is trying to get people okay with taking other people's lives. I mean, that's got to be the first step, really. Why,
0: why, why else would kill you or be, be in killed. The Why would you be in the military if you don't? Which I understand wrongful there's a difference there's there's a definition and a difference between wrongful killing and rightful killing that's your own interpretation people that defend that people that defend this country and against people that are rightfully trying to take people of this country's freedoms away i give those people my support
2: i agree with that but on that same note people again it's how people use that is everybody right. that we're attacking really trying to take our freedom away right and that's that's where that's where I, I guess
0: I draw the line between rightful and wrongful right wrong wrongful is asserting your power rightful is defending your ground
1: there's a quote for that too it's like support our troops but not the, you know you can support the troops and not the cause yeah you know you can support the people that are going out there to fight for us but you don't always have to agree with why they're out there and right. There's also that too, I think World War II, there was a lot where there was the draft. So yeah. you, you didn't get to decide whether you agreed with the cause or not and you wanted to go fight for it. If you got pulled, they're shipping you, you Yeah, mm-hmm. you're out
0: there. So that's, that would be another reason. You've got these people that never wanted to kill in the first place. Like, I got to shoot this gun and
1: I'm, I got to make it look good. Yeah. So they, they want to see them as a fellow human being that they don't want to kill this person and you got to show you got to define them in a different way to make that okay
0: maybe that's almost like a half-handed like coup d'etat to like the movies where like the bad guys are terrible aim like the bad guys can never shoot the good guy because they never they never want to kill him, even though even though it's their job to kill that
1: person they <laughs> didn't want to be bad guys
2: so is the uh, good guy actually the bad guy
1: Yeah, the good good guy is just blasting him down. He's just like the good guy's the
0: one that's like getting him in one shot. And the bad guys are like, dude, thought we were playing. Like, what's going on here?
1: (laughs) That would be a good movie from the perspective of like one of the grunts in the villains part that was like forced into it. I guess that's kind of what one of the Star Wars went in, but now where he's such a big shot, where he just balls. Yeah. (laughs) Take
0: Grand Torino from the gang's point of view and then the end of the movie it'll just be this weird old guy getting
1: killed <laughs> that your gang just killed him gangs is a good point on that too like do that becomes your definition like when people are they usually target people like without fathers in the household or people that don't have any kind of structure and they make them part of their entity they want them to feel part of something grander than themselves and they give them this kind of security. And so once they're defined as that, you become a gangster. Well, I'm a gangster. To be a gangster, I have to do these things. So you start to fill the role that you get put in. And
2: you're that told that's be- the way. This is the way.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. You got. You want to hang, run with us? you got to be like us. But that can be used for good and bad too, because if you're in a father role, and we've talked about this before too, the definition we give ourselves for being a father, the definition we give ourselves for being a parent, you know, what we establish as a culture, what a good parent is, is a definition we create in society that can benefit the youth or not benefit them, depending on what that, how we establish that role.
2: That even goes into adulthood, you know, if you fit into the mold of society or if you're not. Yeah.
1: We talk about this with business leadership and the business that we want to run because of a lot of the entities now who run businesses and how they handle it in the business model that we've kind of grown so tired of. And we don't want that to define us. We want to change the standard for what is normal business practices. And the only way to do it is to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Create your own definition and lead by example. Not even have to define it though, just be you. Like you don't have to set out and say, it's good to have a some kind of guidelines for how you want to interact with it, but at the end of the day, you just gotta do what you feel is right.
2: That's your label, be you.
1: Yeah. Cause you you're not gonna be able to preemptively say everything that's gonna come up in every situation you're gonna have you're gonna handle. That's gonna be you're gonna have to just go with the punches and try to figure out what's right in that moment. It's very hard to just
0: think about what could happen at all times and have a response for what could happen when some things that you have a response for may never actually happen. And you exhausted so much creative energy on that response that you could have put that energy into something else.
2: Right. Right. And then just taking it as it came. Right.
0: Explaining like the last five years of my life. <laughs> I
2: think,
0: yeah. I mean, it's a hard pillow. It, let me try that again. It's a hard, <laughs> damn
1: hard pillows. <laughs> they come so compressed. It's
0: not like do, the old though. feather ones. They come. They come ex- They're extremely vacuum sealed, and right. you can kill someone with this concentrated pillow. Extra forward memory foam. <laughs> but it's a it's a hard pill to swallow that you will not be right all the time.
2: Yeah. Is But I mean, once you swallow it the first time, it gets easier every time, right? Exactly. Growing it's, comfortable with the fact you don't have to be right all the time.
1: It's okay to be right. Just like it's okay. It's right being right.
2: It's okay difficult.
0: being right or wrong. That's where the growing begins.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. It's the same thing with failure. It's okay to fail. Failure is how you learn. But we always think failure is is when you've lost, you know what I mean? But my uh, cousin just told me this quote, and I'm gonna butcher it a little bit, but it said you only truly fail when you quit. Yeah, Your mistakes and failing yeah. is not a problem. You only truly fail when you finally give up. That's why the saying goes, get
0: do- get knocked down seven times, get back up eight. Yeah. You knock me down, I'm just gonna keep getting, I'm just gonna keep getting up. I'm not staying down.
1: And that, that's the same thing with being wrong. It's okay to be wrong learn how to learn from that
2: experience. Every experience is a learning experience, even if you were right, you know? Yeah. Because if you're right this time, it may not be the right thing next time.
0: And and I was going to say, and don't gloat that you were right.
1: That that ties with what I was going to say. You can be right and still not influence people. Because if you're right and too cocky, or if you're right and don't know how to communicate that to other people, they can do completely something different and crumble the process because you were too cocky or you didn't want to share your opinions or you were too nervous to share that with people you can know the right thing and still be unable to convey it
2: so there's not only just a right and a wrong way to do something but there's also a right and a wrong way to be right
1: right (laughs) and a wrong
2: way
0: to be right (laughs) you don't want to come off as condescending
2: right yeah
0: and I feel like we see that a lot these days. And that's part of the reason why a lot of people don't want to admit that failure because they know there's, they're just, it's just going to be met with condescending
2: critique. Everybody wants to use each other to climb up to the next run. I told you that wouldn't work. You should have listened to me.
1: That's something I think we have to sweep away with that is that we, we don't always have to be right. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to make those mistakes because that is, that's a dangerous mindset. And you always have to, you have to fight your point so hard that you'll never make up ground. Even when it's something that doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. you still have to keep defending it. And I catch my, I still catch myself doing this less now, but where I don't, I'll fight something till it's dead but but if because but I mean if you did it this way that so no like I don't have to have it clearly defined I can be wrong I can be incorrect
0: there's a saying that you're beating a dead horse but what you're doing is you're just shooting that poor horse in its kneecap every single
2: time and you're not letting it truly die there's something from that book that you got me for Christmas smokey that kind of goes along with this is nice. once you get complacent and think you know everything there is to know about something your mind starts to decay you know you start mm-hmm. to lose some of that stuff because everything in nature is constantly growing and flowing and moving and when you stop you're dying right and that's why yeah you, exactly
0: you're you've put a cap on it you've put a maximum yeah there should never be a maximum you should always be
1: open to consistently learning and growing so is giving something a permanent definition peaking it is that capping it when you give it a i think it depends on what it is because a good instance this this is a notebook and if i only ever thought of this as a notebook then i wouldn't use it as a spacer to help level out my
2: monitor that's sitting on my bed you would never use the paper to make a paper airplane
1: or a paper airplane yes you would never it. draw in
2: it it's just meant to write in it, it
1: it will only always be a notebook because i defined it as such you can even look at
0: this is a phone it's also an outlet to the internet it's also a great stand for other stuff it it's a also camera.
2: it's a calculator
0: got all these utilities and it's an incredible toe
1: crusher
2: yes
1: (laughs) that ties into with imagination and kind of how we how we teach kids and as you get older your imagination dwindles because more things are defined for you more things you're told well no this is how things are this is just how it is keep moving come on like we can't sit here and debate what this is forever That's what this
2: whole book is about that he got me is refinding what you knew as a kid that was beaten out of you through your peers and parenting and other adults as you grow up about the way life is not about what it could be anymore. I'm
0: glad you like that book, man, because it reading the reviews about it and what people had to say about it. I'm like, he's really, really going to like it. It's it's going to have some powerful messages.
2: I'm excited. I see visions of my future. Popping in my head again. I'm glad that I had a piece in helping you to attain that. It's only a small piece right now. You're going to have a big role here soon, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one
1: thing, like, people always complain about with kids as well is why do they ask so many questions? They always have questions. They're always asking why, why, Because why? they're why? learning. Why, why, why? Right. Because it reflects all this why, why, why? That's fine. That's Just how we learn. Do- Right. We get irritated because we don't know the answer ourselves. Yes. (laughs) When they ask the big ones
0: (laughs) that you should all, you should almost have a journal for those and write down, write, write down the question, write down the age. And they say, okay, at the age of 15, I'm going to answer that.
1: There is a interesting, I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson and Joe Rogan. And they were talking about something about space, I believe. And <laughs> Joe Rogan kept doing that to him. He wanted to know even deeper and further of why. And on 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 the even more, if you break it down even more, why? And Neil deGrasse Tyson was getting kind of irritated with it because, and his kind of thing is, is like, why can't you go on? And he's like, because the amount that we need to understand it, to implement it in the things that we use it for, this is good enough. So we don't yes. have to un- understand it further than that. But that doesn't mean we can't question it further than that. Right. We just right.
2: don't need to
1: understand we, it further than that.
2: We think we don't need to, but maybe if we went that extra step, it would make a hundred other things make so much more sense that don't or make sense. It would sense. open up a hundred more outlets. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or both. It would probably do both. That's what all of the big questions do, right? Or even the littlest questions like why.
1: Yeah
2: depends on what the context is
1: yeah sometimes the context doesn't matter like nothing matters yeah it doesn't matter joe rogan's not going to solve space dimensions and what's in a black hole i don't know that for for sure but i I don't know right but that could you know hit a spiral effect into it or it's okay to just ponder it's okay to just explore life and ask questions even if we have no No knowledge at the moment of how we're going to use that to affect the world. It's good to just be curious. It's good to just ask questions and ponder and be reflective of the world. You don't have nothing matters. So why
2: does any question matter? You only matters because you make it matter. Mm. Even our jobs, the things that we do, the things that we make, none of that matters, but we do it. Right. We're just little specks on this giant universe. I was watching
1: this thing today about finding just finding fulfillment. And the woman was a therapist and what she talked about kind of ties in with that, where she does therapy like through a private practice. And she said that she could be like the head person for a hospital and, you know, make that money and do that kind of job doing the same job, but she wouldn't be able to do the YouTube videos that she does and do things outside of the practice. Like she wants to, to make the legacy that she wants. So She could be doing the same job that she feels benefited and fulfilled from doing, but it wouldn't fulfill her as much because it isn't in the way that she wants to make her legacy. A
0: handful of the people that I follow on social media, they're the same way that they don't want to take on these higher responsibilities at their current places because the place that they're at right now gives them the freedom that they
2: can do what they want to do i had this argument with my dad the other day he goes well you're never going to find anywhere that lets you do what you do and make as much as you make or where you'll make anywhere near that much i said well you can't put a price on my happiness man yeah. so all i told I him is there's there's a point where money and happiness needs to find that balance right what's the point of
1: having money if i'm miserable
2: exactly you know, what you, you know what your
1: minimum cap is. Yeah. She talked about that as well as you have to have that balance. You have to understand that. It's gone. <laughs> it's good to understand that balance.
2: We all have there's our some, own threshold. There's
0: some people that no matter how much you talk to them, they will argue you down that they don't care. And they're the ones that are working 80, 90 hours a week. hmm for a company that gives them the recognition and gives them the social fulfillment.
2: Everybody has their different way of being fulfilled too.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what it was too. That's what she was talking about is there's two things you can do where she said it was focusing on your career in life. And are you someone who wants to work as hard as you can to climb up that corporate ladder and make yourself to a position and kind of build yourself up inside of an organization where you're, actions are what promotes you or are you someone who wants to start your own business and run it that way where how she said is that your fiscal gains is what represents you but I feel like it's slightly more than that but it's, it's a choice you have to make is and that's where I always catch myself is constantly trying to grab like I'm always trying to climb that corporate ladder and I get sucked into it it's not something I consciously try to do I'm always just working my way up to the next position trying to prove it to myself trying to prove it to somebody else or whatever reason it is i'm always trying to make more money be have a better title you know like be defined betterly at my job i think you also find yourself in
0: positions or really industries for that matter that your skills that you have
1: are highly wanted and needed that's true that's, it's kind of as part of it. Cause I'm just doing the things that I enjoy doing. And with the marketing stuff, which I'm getting into with this new job, it's, that's my art side. That's my creative side. If I can, to me, it's like tricking them. I can be creative and you'll pay me for it. Like score, you know? Right. So that, that's a good point. Your work when your work is working for you. Yeah. And that's, that's how I kind of was looking at this is it's, is this a place I want to be for the rest of my life? Probably not. Can I learn tools to help benefit me in my personal job and how to better market myself, this podcast, the other things that we produce by having a job that's paying me to also learn how to do it for them? I can, I can learn a lesson from that. Just like I learned how to be a better manager from the other jobs that I've worked and can help me better correspond with people and grow and help organize people. It just came to me in a vision,
0: your skills. We're going to open up the biggest, baddest, coolest bowling alley dispensary lounge bar top golf <laughs> that sells shoes
2: <laughs> sounds like a sports mall
1: <laughs> it's
0: gonna be an eighth of a sports mall in size comparison
1: i was thinking about it the other day an arcade a dispensary or
0: with a bowling alley
1: oh with an God. event center where you could have arcade yes. games, bowling yes. laser tag and you can yes. also walk around with a joint in your mouth yes sign me up today i'm going like
0: and that's the future yeah. we're getting we, that's what
2: malls get turned eventually
0: give it another ready. 10 years there's gonna be influence event centers like that there has to be that's got to be the next thing that things are moving towards
1: you can drink at a bowling alley you just can't smoke weed at you one can't
0: night. you can't smoke weed because they have the whole laws of i mean you used to be able to smoke A cigarette in a bowling alley but laws they you can't do that anymore but it's honestly better for people's health to not have to intake all that secondary smoke and i like that there's less questions being asked when you go to bowling alleys and you go into those smoking sections
2: right probably set up like hookah lounge rules
0: yeah oh that's another thing we should have in this place is a hookah lounge
2: (laughs) or or hookah hookah table service
1: That'd be great. They, they could do too. If you want to get rid of the smoking aspect, you could do like edibles and drinks. Yeah. There's infused drinks. There's edibles that you could take. There's patches. There's all these different forms of consumption, but it's how we define that vice too. Like uh, I keep saying like too. weed <laughs> uh, is still stigmatized, even though it's decriminalized and it's becoming better about how it's viewed. It's still not viewed like alcohol is. It's still not regulated like alcohol It's not to that level yet, but it's on the path.
0: Right. I mean, it's already at the level that
1: shopkeeps can sell it. Yeah. They're talking about that with uh, mushrooms as well. Mushrooms, I guess, was just, it's up on the ballot right now for Michigan Mm -hmm. for the legalization of mushrooms and psychedelics. That would be so
0: wild. I'm going to get out of work on a Friday night, stop by the dispensary, grab my joints, stop by whatever the phrase is for a place (laughs) I can buy my mushrooms, get my mushrooms, the trip center, and (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm going to stop by the grocery store. I'm going to get all of my food. And then Friday night's going to be amazing.
1: Well, maybe one day too, though, because if they regulate it right, you should be able to buy in a store like you can buy alcohol. I can go to the grocery store,
0: pick oh up a six gosh.
1: pack or liquor or wine, pick up cigarettes in the liquor store. Go
0: down the trip center,
1: buy Right. Yeah. Right. And just be like, there'll oh, be a whole department what? and some shrooms. And we're
0: going to have to have a <laughs> right next to the In with our
1: super center.
0: <laughs> People will never want to leave. No. We're going to have apartments above everything,
1: which they've been we're, doing with malls. We're so. going to go
0: 22 stories up there. <laughs>
1: It's becomes its own commune. At least that's what it'll look like to these people. <laughs> and this is how this is how you get it going, man. Yeah. Just it's selling that idea. There's tons of people that'd be down for that. And I think though, too, is like that's exactly it. That can inspire society to loosen up. Hey, people can live like this and not be wild hooligans that constantly destroy stuff. It's how right. you regulate drugs and addiction, not the people that fuel their addiction with. Like addiction's the issue that you have to handle. Not the substances that those people fall into. Not everybody gets addicted. Not everybody gets
2: hooked on stuff. You got to figure out why they're being addicted. And you can't judge people for that stuff. Because then that just makes them turn to closeted addicts.
1: Where they feel defined. Yeah. I'm an addict. So I can't help it because I'm just an addict.
2: That's just how I am. That's
1: all Mm I know. You'll only ever be that. And... People can change their circumstance. You know that's no matter no matter what, you should never
0: think that you can that you're 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 cooked, you're done. Because there's always something, something
1: that can be done. And never put the lid on. Don't cap it. Don't cap yourself. That's where even with smoking weed and taking that that hiatus for that month, I if you had told me six months ago that I was going to stop smoking weed for a month, I wouldn't have believed it. I just, I thought I needed weed. I thought that I needed to smoke. Otherwise I was going to like freak out and have an anxiety panic attack. And like, that's just who I was. That's something that I need to do because that's the culture that I was around that so many people just need to do it all the time. And that's just how they're always going to be. And taking the hiatus, I would, it was easier than I thought to go 30 days without because I just decided to. How much do you
0: appreciate the difference that you see in it now? Quite a bit. Like
1: I, I smoked last night. And honestly, there's part of me that enjoys aspects of it. And some nights where I'm like, I really don't feel like it. And then some nights where I just, I'm like, I don't really want to smoke. But even when I do, there's a lot that I regret after smoking. I just, I, the, the spaciness The spaciness drives me nuts now where (laughs) I want to do something or I'm trying to focus on one thing or I'm trying to find something. And you're, you're noticing that you're just like, you high mother. Right. What are you doing in this room? There's no way your wallet is in this room. (laughs) You've paced around the house four times now. (laughs) Six (laughs) times. Right. (laughs) Munchies is another thing. My, I don't even know how my stomach fits the amount of food that I put in there when I get the munchies sometimes it's just, it's, it's outstanding. And it's so it's, but I do appreciate the level off that it gives me. But a lot of that other stuff that I was crediting weed for was just my mind. Weed was just helping me getting there. Sometimes it was all your anxiety. Yeah. So it's just understanding that power in yourself and not defining. Again, I was saying weed was doing it, but it was me doing it it was me doing it with the help of a substance sometimes. And sometimes it take that edge off to do so. But at the end of the day, it was me, not the substance. See, I feel like
0: cannabis will always be a social drug. Yeah. Even though a lot of people smoke it and it makes them talk less, you enjoy it more when you're with people.
1: Yeah. That's what a lot of people who came in the dispensary said that One of their favorite parts about smoking cannabis was the, the whole thing that came along with the rolling of the joint, the gathering around the circle, the the whole culture aspect. The experience. Yeah. And that's what it probably changed a lot too, is definitely out there, especially more, I was smoking a lot more on my own. I definitely smoked with other people, but a lot of it was at home, writing, drawing, Mm -hmm. playing video games. And you're going to notice that as a, difference between
0: a hermit smoker and a social smoker.
1: I did realize though that even with people that smoked weed with, at least for me, and that's where there were certain strains that I had to stray away from, that I would smoke when I was out at a group event and it would put me so inside my head that I'd want to leave. I just felt like I couldn't talk, even if I wanted to, even if every part of me just felt comfortable around these people and I just want to say things. I'd be like, you haven't talked in like 10 minutes. <laughs> and then you would know, say something just to say something. See, and that's where you just
0: have to break that ice with someone. And then it's organic.
1: Depends. I would still break the ice. And it was just, for me, it was this like anxiety that I couldn't overcome. Even though I knew it was false. Even though I knew these people want to hear me and that they accept me. It was like my mouth was glued shut. Like the words just
2: wouldn't come out. I don't know. We had kind of a situation like this a week ago. You and I were talking one night and we were talking about some pretty in-depth, like starting a business and stuff. And every time you would explain something to me, I'd try to say it back to you. And I said it completely ass-backwards from what you said, trying to confirm that's what you said to me. <laughs> and that's that was me. So I haven't really smoked at all since January got done. I smoked once or twice, but... I. I It just does not sit well with me, I feel like. I dumb down. Like I can't my brain can't keep up with my mouth. That's that's what's been happening. To each to each
0: their own. That's why I that's why I really say someone that that's someone someone that uses it more in a social setting that understands it and appreciates it more in a social setting, as opposed to smoking it on your own time, and then you have your own thoughts
2: that are just exploding in your own head because you have no one to share them with. Well, I mean, him and I were talking, we're having a full on conversation. I just was not present in that conversation at all. Sometimes, sometimes that happens.
1: That's where I think it can be strain specific. And I think that might change a little bit more too, as we learn more about different cannabis and cannabis strains because there are sometimes where I've had deep intricate conversations with people it's not every time I smoke weed in a group that happens I learned for me it's citruses so like lemony strains or orangey like tangerine strains those are going to shut me down
0: Interesting. but
1: but if I smoke something
0: those are normally strong sativas
1: right which normally people love because it makes them chatter and act like Mm -hmm. caffeine but for me it it's it's like it spirals my brain it like the the belt comes off the loop like my gears are going so fast that belt just slips off i get that <laughs> too too much sativa right where it's something like a blue dream or something that's a slight sativa where it's a little yeah, bit more stony a little bit, a little bit of a hybrid yeah those i can handle and i'm usually a little bit more i can converse everyone
0: has their own personal preference mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. i have some of my some of my friends that they only want sativa and then i i'd like to have a blend of both sativa indica and hybrid and whatever whether i'm sleeping i'm chilling or i have a migraine and the sativa is medicinal at that point
1: that's where this is where we need more labels yes and that's what i was going to say is sativa and indica don't really mean anything anymore like they originally came from where the plants came from and how they grow. But what we think of a sativa and indica is whatever, whatever a company decides to brand it as. A good example of that is Gorilla Glue. When I was working at a dispensary, you Gorilla Glue labeled as an indica, as a full sativa, as a hybrid in the middle. It, it all depends on the person. What may be a sativa for one person can act like an indica for another and vice versa. So you can't just slap a big label saying, This is going to make everybody feel exactly like this. So go ahead and smoke it. Isn't it genetically a 50-50 hybrid? Depends. Nowadays, a lot of things are hybrid because everything's been so mixed together and kind of bastardized.
0: Almost everything is a hybrid these days.
1: Right. To a level. People's cross cuts and stuff. There's very few isolated genetics anymore. But, and that's because, that's more of because they're archaic terms. They're hybrids because they share, there's, growing benefits to growing sativas, which I think are longer, they grow taller and more, um, taller and bigger blossoms. And then Indicas are shorter, but big and bushy. So Makes if sense. you mix the two, you get a tall, big bushy mofo. Yeah. 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 You know? So it's like they cross. The... there's another one in there too, that has a weirder name, but I can't remember its name. It's like Hitchcock. I don't even want to try it. I can't think of what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> that was way i think it starts with an h but it's like it's a weird name i can't remember
2: that's where it can also i mean it's sativas and indicas can interact with people differently based on their own personal chemistry
0: right Mm -hmm. yeah my, my roommate even says sometimes he'll smoke a sativa that'll put him down like an indica he'll smoke an indica that'll wire him like a sativa and sometimes it'll randomly flop where it'll do exactly as it's supposed to. And he'll smoke some hybrids that it just kind of levels him.
2: It's all about that mentality that you put yourself in, I guess, probably but he doesn't too, smoke nearly it. as often, but yeah, I
0: guess it really just goes to the mentality of what he's looking to accomplish.
2: You really control how, how you're going to do things based on the way you think about it. You do. Cause it's all in your mind. Mm hmm.
1: I think it's, it's slightly chemicals, too, because there's also the terpene aspects, like different what gives different strains, their different smells and tastes. And supposedly they're more sativa and indica is their profiles of terpenes and flavonoids. So which someone expressed to me is like the GPS for the THC. The THC is what's psychoactive and gets you high. But the terpenes are what tells it to go where in your brain, yeah. what to latch onto. And those everybody's minds wired different based on how you've programmed it. So there's different pathways that those different terpenes are going to take that THC along, depending on how you've wired your brain
0: or others have wired your brain. And especially if you've had a pre a previously poor experience, that it'll that's your impression of what weed is.
2: Right. I wonder if you can change it like each time you decide what you want. So you pick which highway of neurons will fire with this this time
0: well to a level that's why you pick the different strain and what it's supposed to yield but you're saying if
2: you could actually manipulate the way you air think air. yeah like i was you- listening to a book about meditation the other day and they were saying as you breathe in focus on the spots that pain you as you te- take your deep breath to send the air to that and I don't know if it was mental or what, but like my knee was hurting and I took a couple of deep breaths and my knee quit hurting. Can you take a few deep hits and say, okay, this is where I want to go tonight. Bam.
1: Or possibly even meditate before you smoke, because they do say that if they've done CAT scans, I think it's a CAT scan of people's minds who meditate and their brains are wired in a complete different way after years of meditation, it actually mm-hmm. changes the way that yeah. your brain is structured.
2: Yeah. And how it reacts to things.
0: What you were reading, or what you were reading, might the, the people might even be even talking. Uh, one of the books that I'm reading talk, is talking about uh, Tai Chi.
1: So I'm learning a little bit more okay. about it.
2: So this one's called Think Like a Monk. That's, nice.
1: So the, the method I learned for meditation does something similar. It says, how I learned it is you start from your head and you check in with every single part of your body.
2: This guy started at his toes. They yeah, Same I, thing the other way. <laughs>
1: and what they say is, don't try to fix it. Don't try to understand why it's feeling that way. Just be like, this Focus feels like it. this. Okay. This feels like this. Okay. This feels like this. Okay. And just keep moving. On. Just accept and understand yeah. where you are for a just, moment. Just recognize where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Re-in-tune with your body. Stop thinking so outwardly and think more inwardly. They say that too, is if you focus on anything, like you focus on the pain too much. Someone was telling me like a broken bone or something. I was reading a story where if you focus on the pain so much, it's just like saying a word over and over and over and over again. It slowly loses its meaning. It doesn't make sense anymore. It doesn't sound right anymore. It doesn't look right anymore. So if all you focus on in that pain, it loses its power. I think that's why
0: I just, I remember growing up and like stories that we would like either read about in school or whatnot, but someone that was cut in half or someone that had an arm broken that they wouldn't recognize or acknowledge that that arm was broken because as soon as they did it's they would feel the pain and Mm -hmm. it's all that they'd be able to think about but they're thinking about literally anything else to take their mind off of their broken arm until they can start receiving the help And then they can think
1: about it because it's going to be repaired. Hmm. That's, that makes me think of like when I broke my leg, like, and that's probably a little bit of adrenaline too, is when I broke my leg the second time I was laying there and my ex at the time walked up to me and was like, Hey, what are you doing on the ground? I was like, Oh, I think I broke my leg with like a big old smile on my face. And she's like, you're joking. You <laughs> no, it was literally. I didn't feel pain. I heard pop, pop, and my leg didn't look right. And I was like, I, I think it's broken. It doesn't hurt, but I feel that's that's broken. And it didn't take. It wasn't wasn't until I got to the hospital and could receive care and whatever get taken care of that I really started noticing the pain. And then once I noticed the pain, oh it yeah, it oh yeah, it's broken. <laughs> it's broken. And oh then it hurt. Gosh. But it you know, for that time before that, it was I didn't feel anything. It was it was in this state of just shock. I don't know. Because you had a girl in your company, yeah. Mr. Tough Guy, <laughs> right? Right. I'm you not
2: talk like this when you're I'm not the gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna, cry. I'm not gonna, 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 I'm
0: gonna
1: cry. cry. Hey, you should go check something out over there for like 15 minutes. I'm gonna stay here, dude. Check out this. The worst part is I was preemptively knew it was going to hurt. So as they're loaded me, I didn't want an ambulance. So I had them load me back at the, of a rendezvous. I think it was, yeah, I think it was rendezvous. And they had a flask with them. So I had them like feeding me shots off the flask. And I know I annoyed the shit out of that emergency room. Because I remember that all I could do to get through the pain was sing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was singing whatever was coming to my mind whatever song and just going for it and like just they're trying to work on me like calm me down and settle me down and i'm just in this like hospital bed (laughs) singing my heart out (laughs) they're they're just like they're just got they're just like he wants to be on american idol right somebody shut this guy up gag him (laughs) oh my gosh yeah they sent me home and they weren't supposed to that's what my doctor
2: said (laughs)
1: oh i must have annoyed him pretty bad so
0: doctor's <laughs> orders we are overloaded <laughs> i see like four beds taken get it leave <laughs> Walk take your, your ass out of here somewhere
1: else <laughs> <laughs>
0: take that wheelchair
1: uh, yeah that's that's they, they do that with kids though too like when a um when a kid falls if you go up and be like oh, are you okay is everything all right and the
0: kid's gonna freak it's, yeah, out it's you're, you're gonna like, freak you're gonna freak out the kid but if you go like, if you if you just go up and act calmly let me see it all right my kids think it was cool right and then don't give them an overreaction then the kid won't have an overreaction
1: hey yeah, like, whoa that was a tumble all right let's go you know just brush it off and they'll brush it off because like, oh this wasn't a big deal because you didn't say it was a big deal it's right big deal i remember one year
0: uh, we were over at uh I, I think your brother's for like one of the holidays or something this is when uh your nephew was significantly younger than he is now and i remember that he i think he was running and then he fell and, he, and then he cried and then mama was endearing your brother was endearing, but also didn't give it a hundred percent attention. Kind of ignored it a little bit, and then lo and behold, within two minutes, he was up and running again. <laughs> right. he, oh, he—he he was um—he was what—he was limping a little bit after the fall, but then after two minutes, he wasn't even limping anymore.
1: Hmm. It's just you got to change. Your they didn't give so him
0: well. a reaction. So he didn't have a reaction.
1: That, that's the same thing. We to learn that ability to do that for ourselves. And I'm trying to do this now for things that I want to work on is, and I was literally talking to you guys. It was, it was Zach that I was talking to you about that. I want to get a tattoo that says, I'm not tired yet. I'm not tired yet.
0: Cause of there's so many you, things.
1: Of course you want some script. I know. I don't know if it be script. We'll see what it is. Where Something. do you want it? I want it like on my form or somewhere I can look at it when I, when I feel like I just want to sit down when there's still shit I need to do, when there's still things that I have to accomplish. And I'm like, Oh, well, I could relax for a little bit, or I deserve to take a bit, take a time for a little bit. It's like, why I'm not tired yet. I'm only tired because I'm letting myself think that I'm tired. You could get two wrist
0: tattoos and they just say, not done not done I like the knuckles done <laughs> and then if eventually someone's going to read it backwards it's going to say done not
1: they're going <laughs> to <Don't> say not.
2: <laughs> done not <laughs> tired already
1: right
2: done already, already tired
1: it's, it's <laughs> right that... if you read it
2: the wrong way <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's like uh, our coaches use for us in football mentally tough mentally tough when you felt like you were exhausted and you burned everything out of the tank, that's when you start saying yourself mentally tough. That's when you're yep. turning on the brain to say, I am not like this. Right. Is This is how you create a new limit for yourself by pushing yourself past what you think is your old limit. I'm not done yet. I'm mentally tough. I caught this. That's what David
0: Goggins talks in his book. Uh, Can't hurt me. Yeah. And the phrase he gives it is having
2: a calloused mind. Yeah. Right. It's huge. I feel like it took me a month to do that with working out. It's, oh, it hurts! I gotta take a break from it now. It's no dumbass. Keep going.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, don't
2: call yourself a dumbass. Right.
1: <laughs> that that brings up a good point too, and we've
2: talked about this quite a bit:
1: is how we talk to ourselves. You know, if if we're calling ourselves stupid and dumb, and oh, that was just stupid mistake, or that was like. Belittling ourselves, we said other people's talking to it down to us is gonna help define us. Talking down to ourselves is definitely gonna do that.
0: You just you you
1: can't be it's it's all right to be a little a little critical of yourself, but don't sit on it. It's how you be critical. Same thing with your friends. I'm not gonna call you if you guys make a mistake, I'm not gonna say, Well, you're stupid, you're dumb. I'm gonna ask you questions about it. I'm gonna like infer, we're gonna figure out what happened so that we can. I have an intent of making it better, not to make you feel right. bad. Like, that's not why I'm bringing it to you. I want us to be better together, you know? And that's how we should be with ourselves. is that I want you to be better. I don't want you to feel bad about it. That's what, like. the, uh, that's what the video I was watching before that I said that therapist was from is she was talking about how to define your goals to yourself in every area. Like, what do you want? what do you want as a career? Like, what do you need from your, from a career to feel fulfilled? What do you need from your friendships to fulfill? What do you need from your leisure time to fulfill? What do you need from your family to -hmm. feel fulfilled? What is that definition to you? Not, not what is the definition of a family that you've seen on TV and everything else? What do you need out of a family to feel happy? And then make that, make, figure out your definition and then work to attain that definition for you that makes you feel the most fulfilled.
0: That's all we can do is knowing our own, knowing our capacities.
2: That's the trick though, is figuring out your capacity, what you want, You know, taking the time to think about what you want. Now, you you, you, you say, now able, what the TV tells you you want your definition not other people's definition. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah and you ha- you have to go through those experiences so that you can know what those capa- what the
1: capacity for that experience is. Yeah. You have to fail. You have to make mistakes. You have to go down the wrong path once in a while.
2: But the biggest I think is you need to give yourself time to actually reflect and contemplate it. You know, learn something from it and use that. Don't just learn it and set it on a shelf somewhere.
1: Right? Me and my brother were talking about that, about that. We both feel like there's a lot of things and this is true with most people. If whatever you put your mind to, you can accomplish. If we sit down and put our mind to something, we'll become good at it. But the fear that comes with that is, well, what if I put all this time into something that I end up not wanting to do? And it doesn't pan out. Yeah. But my, my retort to that was, it may not pan out in the way that you thought it was, would but you don't know that the lessons that you learn from it or what you learn from it at all won't come back to affect another area
0: even just pulling the trigger to execute on the plan you're putting the plan in motion so you're learning what's going to happen as it happens
2: exactly we're always so quick to admit defeat before we even begin you don't know that the car is not gonna
0: make it until You turn the key, Mm -hmm. turn the key, shift it into drive. And you got the finish line and you got all this length of track between you and that finish line. And you don't just hit the finish line in a snap.
2: Nothing in life is instant. No. Life has its challenges.
1: I don't know. To that effect is something I used to, I had on a water bottle at one point. And, uh, is that something is better than nothing. The act of attempting something and doing it is sometimes better than nothing. And I would agree with that. It's, that's what I was going to say too, is that that's what we are talking for is sometimes you're wasting time and doing nothing by thinking of all the things that could go wrong.
2: You know, you that's could what you're that, spend that energy by trying it and proving those things will happen or finding out if they don't happen. Right. And it's it's one thing to do your research, but don't only do research and never execute. You can't live in the hypotheticals. Exactly. You got to step out of it eventually.
1: You have to find the definitions for yourself. You have to make figure out what that definition, your personal definition.
0: And you can be thankful for things that didn't happen that you didn't want to happen. You can also be thankful for if things happened that you didn't want to happen they did happen you get to learn from them regardless something happened and that's what you're learning from is that something happening
1: and you still had an experience you you still lived a life there's there's so many times where like i'll tell you know people's stories just how crazy and wild some things that i've done in my life are not all good and they'll say like they're just kind of blown away because some people don't some people take a lot of the more less adventurous routes and can regret that too because yeah you're safe yeah that happened but you don't have those ones and zeros you don't have those experiences to play back on you're safe and
2: you live but did you really live
0: those are the ones that regurgitate the back in my high school I was a yeah Mm -hmm. they tell you about what they did when they were young but they don't tell you about what they did when they were an adult Because I didn't do very much.
1: You gotta keep adventuring. You gotta keep exploring. Like every day you should be pushing your stuff outside your comfort zone to find it. Find something new about yourself. Find out how you something new about how you understand the world and what a different aspect of the world means
2: to you. Learn something new from somebody. And share what you learn. Keep your eyes open. There's things all around you that you can learn from. Life is a journey. Yeah, you don't have to put everything in such a box.